Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports. Spencer Dupuis and Nick Verzellini. Welcome into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Brown's Funeral Home and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. And welcome into the show today. It's just the uh, the original Spencer and Nick. Now, Colin, he's out enjoying uh, some C-17 up in the air action, doing some video stuff, maybe going to have something tomorrow on Around the Panhandle or doing Around the Panhandle, which he hasn't done in a long time. I'm not too sure what he's doing, but he's he's out there getting he's some video content. Work. Yeah. That's what he's doing. He didn't have to come in at 5.30 this morning or 5 a.m., so he's probably happy about that. Yeah, I don't know what time he had to get on that plane. but I mean, he said he had to be there at 7.45, so that's like what time I got here this morning to cover for him. So all go. in all for him, he's having a good day. I guess so. But we don't get the... Taking some time off from Colin McLaughlin Sports Doctor Tuesdays. Well, there's no more volleyball. That's true. So. Well, I mean, that we're covering. No more volleyball that we're covering, but. Essentially. No more yeah. volleyball, then. Well, there's states this weekend, so. Yeah, I know. Uh, before we get into the show today, just want to remind everybody uh, that if you're going to, if you want to go to the Martinsburg Parkersburg South game this Friday, you need to buy them online. Uh, go to Martinsburg High School Athletics Facebook page. There'll be some directions there, or you can go to go to fan.co slash app slash school slash WVSSAC. Basically, the WVSSAC gets the gate for these games because they're, they're not your games that you schedule. So you have to buy the tickets online. Not necessarily the you know the best method for for a lot of people, but it's the method the SSAC wants to happen. So they're going to get that, and uh, so it'll be number fifteen Parkersburg South heading up here Friday for a seven thirty kick against number two Martinsburg. Pre-game show will be at six thirty with a seven thirty kick, and then we'll be doing a special edition of the Sports Mix. Live between 12 and 1.30 and then re-aired from 5 to 6.30. We're lining up for some guests for that one, and it should be a real good one. We're going to have some broadcasters and reporters on from around the state uh, covering AAA football action as we do a preview playoff show. Yeah, some people we've had on the show before, some we haven't. So Some people that we have, con- you know, we got a lot of contacts here in the state of West Virginia when it comes to high school athletics and athletics in general, so we're using them. <laughs> yeah, might as well. Might as well uh, get you guys some just content to learn about, you know, what are these other matchups are that you could potentially see down the line with Martinsburg or even maybe Jefferson would have to go play. But uh, that that's what our Friday show is going to be. We're going to talk to head coach of the Jefferson Cougars today after the show around 3 o'clock. We'll have that tomorrow on the show as the number six Jefferson Cougars host the number 11 Hurricane Redskins. That's going to be an interesting ball game. Saturday at one thirty, I believe, is kick time. I think the Cougars got a good chance, obviously, playing at home. But Hurricane's a solid team. Uh, I saw them last year. They were, they were pretty good. Um, they lost a few of their pieces, but their quarterback, he's a good dual threat. Uh, he'll provide some challenges. I think that's going to be a really good football game on Friday. I Saturday. think, I think Friday or Saturday? it's Saturday. Okay. 
I think it'll be a good one as well. Um, I just think you're getting a lot of good games this weekend. Like, I really think the eight versus nine game is going to be a very good game. But I, you know, that's that's number nine GW at number eight Greenbrier East. That should be a good one. Beckley. Beckley, Woodrow Wilson, we had this discussion on the show yesterday. They're picking up some steam. Had a great win on Friday. They're facing number four, University. Um, uh, number 12, South Charleston at number five, Cabell Midland. At, uh, South Charleston is just such an inconsistent team. Yeah, they're kind of the wild card, I feel like. They could either make or break. They could either make or break if you're doing a bracket for this. You know, It depends on what team you're going to see of them. Yeah, they could somehow come out and beat Cabell Midland. It's hard, but they to, could also get their butts kicked. It's hard to base on how they played over the last few weeks to just turn on come playoff time, especially against a team like Cabell Midland that's really good, and they're going to play their style of play. They're going to control the clock. They're going to run the football. So it's tough to match up with a team like that, especially when you've been struggling as much as South Charleston has over the past few weeks. And I think a lot of that, I believe, has done with COVID, uh, losing some players and probably not having the same lineups. You know, each and every week. So, yeah, it's tough for a team like that. They do have Trey Dunn, who, like we mentioned before on the show, you know, is a pretty good quarterback for yeah. them. Um, he was leading the state in passing yards. I don't know if he still is because, well, they haven't been playing that great recently. And, uh, you know, they even lost to a team like Park South that Hun- – or not Huntington, Martinsburg's going to play this week. So, you know, we're, we'll see uh, – that game could be good. It, it could also be a blow. I think Cabell Midland probably takes care of business, though. I didn't realize that South Charleston and Cabell Midland didn't meet before this. Yeah, they might not have played uh, every team in their conference this year. Yeah, they got a big conference, don't they? Yeah. What is it? Two, four, six, eight, ten teams in the conference? Yeah, and you're not playing all ten because then you wouldn't have any non-conference games. Yeah, you wouldn't have any. To, yeah, because non-conference-wise, who'd they play non-conference-wise so it's weird that Parkersburg is in there, but Parkersburg South is not in there. It is a little strange. <laughs> but you got Capital, St. Albans, Riverside, Parkersburg, South Charleston, Hurricane, George Washington, Spring Valley, Cabell Midland, Huntington. That's a packed conference. I, you know, it, it, a team like Hurricane and South Charleston barely getting into the playoffs at four and four, but it, they're getting in because they've played those teams. Yeah. They played at least, you know, at least I'm I'm assuming, presuming two of those teams each, because we obviously talked about South Charleston not having played Cabell Midland yet, but uh, you know I think it should that that conference, you know, people always talk about that conference being the best in the state or you know whatever you want to say. I know ARM is going to probably have a comment here about about that being the best conference in the state, but they do have a lot of teams in a good area for football. So you have a lot of teams that, you know, are just when you have four teams in a what is that? Four teams in the conference at above five hundred, you know, three games over five hundred, four games over five hundred, you know, nine and zero, seven and one, six and two, six and three, and then you have two four and four teams. That's a pretty good conference. Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's not that many conferences in uh, the state of West Virginia, but they're definitely toward the top of the conferences in terms of you know there's a lot of schools one 10 of them and most probably about eight out of those 10 schools are usually pretty good yeah or at least have some history uh you know riverside really doesn't have much history and either does uh st albans but the rest of the schools in that 
conference, you know, have a tradition of winning or at least have been relevant over the past few years. So, yeah, it's a very good conference. You're going to get bonus points because there's going to be good teams every year in Cabell, Midland, Spring Valley, usually Huntington. You know, those three teams are always going to be good. So, yeah, even if you're a middle-of-the-pack team in that conference, it's pretty – with the bonus points you're going to get, it's relatively easy to make the playoffs even if you're going to have to fight through, you know, some really good teams to get those wins. I think the toughest part about it is who's going to separate themselves out of the Mountain State Conference. And this year, you know, Huntington has done that. And we'll see if that continues in the playoffs. But for like a team like Spring Valley, too, who its two losses were only to Cavill, Midland, and Huntington, you know, that certainly helps you get ready for a playoff run. And, of course, for a team like Cavill, Midland, their only loss being to the Highlanders. Yeah. uh, You know, that gets you ready for a playoff run as well. So. You know, any of those three teams could make a run at the state championship game, and I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised as well. And, uh, you know, just looking at this bracket we talked about yesterday, you know, we could get another Martinsburg-Spring Valley matchup if both teams take care of business next or this week for next week. And the only question there would be is, are you going to have that game on a Friday night? Or are you going to have it on a Saturday if you're uh, Spring Valley head coach uh, Brad Dingus and AD Tim George, did you want to play on a Friday? You played both Friday games against Martinsburg, able to get the wins. Or do you want to be able to, you know, probably come up here on Friday night, get some rest in a hotel, and then play the next day? I think it just depends on your, your football team, you know, and how you feel about it. As a team, do you feel like you'd be better off just getting off the bus and playing? which they've done before. So since they've already done that before, while it was, you know, a completely different team, they're familiar with how to travel up here and make this trip. Um, You know, maybe they do do it on a Friday. I think usually you want to keep it consistency. Uh, And I think playing Saturday afternoon is tougher than playing Friday night when you've been playing Friday night all year, even if you do have to make a long trip. It's just then you got to change how you lay out your practices and everything changes if you're playing on Saturday opposed to playing on Friday. So I think they'll probably make it a Friday game, but honestly it doesn't matter that much. It just matters for us as broadcasters (laughs) because then we won't be able to do the Shepard game. Well, if Shepard plays. Well, I mean, they'll probably have a home playoff game. If they get a – who knows? They could get a bye. You never know how things shape out in that poll, which we'll get into here in a moment. But, you know, it should be a great week round one uh, in first week of the playoffs here in the AAA in the state of West Virginia. And as I said before, we will have a big preview show on Friday. We're going to get – hopefully we're going to have one of our, uh, I guess, school – we both went to the same school. Well, all three of us did. Dave Wilson covers uh, Morgantown and University up in the Morgantown area. Hopefully, we'll have him on. Uh, we'll have some, you know, Huntington. We'll we'll get Andrew Rogers on again to talk Huntington. Uh, Cabell Midland. We're looking to get Jason Toy on. Uh, Spring Valley. We're looking to have Matt Perry on again and trying to figure out some other things in that area and maybe get some. Maybe if we can find anybody that covers Greenbrier East. Uh, Beckley area, you know, that kind of area, then it'd be nice to have that, you know, just to see. Maybe Jim Justice. <laughs> what, Nick? Doesn't he coach at Greenbrier for something? Girls basketball. Yeah, exactly. He just, he's got to know about the football team. He, I guess. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> but we've reached the first break of the day of this Trent's segment. Falling along. 
This segment sponsored by Hager Sound Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Buy your next vehicle online. They'll deliver it to you. If you don't like it, they'll take it back. Go to HagerSoundFord.com. When we come back, we'll talk some Shepard uh, moving up in that region poll, as I just mentioned a few moments ago, and uh, some more stuff as the uh, playoffs get ready for Division Two. That's next on the Sports Mix. I was singing to you, you were singing to me. I was so alive, never been more free. Fired up my daddy's lighter and we sang, oh, Stayed there till they forced us out and took the long way to your house. I can still hear the sound of you saying don't go. This is Eric at Hagerstown Ford. Over the last decade, the way we buy things have evolved. Now, you get on your phone, click Want It, and it shows up at your front door. At Hagerstown Ford, it is that convenient. We've changed the car buying experience on the I-81 corridor forever. And with a return policy better than Walmart, there's absolutely no reason to buy a newer used car, truck, or SUV anywhere else. Just like Amazon, Hagerstown Ford will deliver the vehicle to you, where you are, and on your time. And if you don't want it, return it, no questions asked. Why waste your time at a car dealership playing the dumb back-and-forth games? Besides, we hate it more than you do. I assure you, no dealership from Winchester, Virginia to Washington, D.C. will beat our price. No dealership from Chambersburg, Pennsylvania to Baltimore, Maryland will beat our price. And no other dealership will allow you to return it if you don't want it. Hagerstown Ford absolutely provides the best experience at the best price. Visit HagerstownFord.com to schedule your VIP experience. Click on the vehicle you want and get your new ride delivered to you at no risk. See dealer for details. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. WVU Medicine continues to expand to meet the needs of our growing community. We're excited to offer high-quality health care in the Shepherdstown area at our new medical office facility located on Route 45 West at 60 McLean Way. Services available at the new WVU Medicine Shepherdstown location include primary care, behavioral health and psychiatry, and specialty care. Plus, two departments of Berkeley Medical Center are on-site, lab services, and x-ray services available weekdays 7 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. Make an appointment today at WVU Medicine. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back into this Tuesday edition of the Sports Mix. Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini here with you today, as always. And uh, time to talk a little Shepard as the regular season winds down this weekend with a game versus Clarion. Uh, you'll have that game. We'll have that game on TV 10. Nick and Travis will have the call for that one. And uh, usually it's a Monday evening, Tuesday morning. We get emails from Charles Ransom, the... Uh, Sports Information Director at Shepard about Shepard football moving up in all the rankings. They moved to eighth in the AFCA poll. Um, I believe they were ninth last, or no, they were 
11th last week. So they climbed three uh, three spots this week. And then at 9.45 this morning, we got an email that they remain ninth in the D2Football.com poll, uh, which those two really don't mean much. The, the main thing that really means a lot is the Super Region 1 rankings. Those came out last evening, and Shepard jumps from, were they at four? They're at three. Three. They jump up one spot from three to two. As we talked about on the show yesterday, Bentley falls from number one to number five with that loss last week. New Haven at four, Notre Dame, Ohio at three, and Cutstown still at one. So Shepard now jumps into the top two. I believe you need to be number one to get a buy in the first round. And the only way I think that happens is if Slippery Rock beats Cutstown in the PSAC championship. And even if that happens, would I don't Slippery think Rock jumps all the way, all I don't way think, up? I don't think Slippery Rock jumps all the way up. They could, though. I don't know, but you see Bentley losing and jumping from one to five, falling from one to five. So, In that situation, you would have – the committee would have to look at it as, okay, Kutztown beat Shepard, but Shepard beat IUP. IUP beat Slippery Rock relatively easily. Now yeah. again, IUP had a different quarterback that they have than they have now, so it's a different uh, IUP team. But I feel like those two losses would then just balance each other out, and you'd probably be right. Shepard would probably be the number one team in the region, um, you know. But first, Shepard's got to take care of business this week. But obviously, this is a winless Clarion team, and honestly, Spencer, you know, you look at their their numbers, and, and there's not a whole lot of things that jump out to you about Clarion. Yeah. It's going to be very tough for them to compete with Shepard this week unless Shepard just completely lays an egg. Yeah. Um, because, you know, this is a number one ranked offense in the country, a defense that's played well against really bad teams, or at least not, well, not, I don't want to say really bad teams. That was a miss, miss, miss speaking there, but against teams that are of lesser caliber yeah. than Shepard. Um, you know, like even middle of the pack teams like last week, East Strasburg, a solid program, you know, one of the best running backs in the PSAC East, and they shut him down. So, you know, the Rams are playing better de- defense as of late. The offense has clicked all year. I don't expect this to be a very close game on Saturday. And obviously, you know, Shepard knows that if it wins and Slippery Rock wins, they have a chance at the one seed. So I think they're going to go in with that mindset and take care of business on Saturday. But, um, you know, it, it's definitely getting exciting. It's, uh, you know, playoff time. And, uh, you know, the the as the rankings kind of come out each week and seeing Shepard staying in that top three and now moving up to two, I think gets you uh, excited for a potential national championship run like this team thought it had a chance to do heading into the season. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, if you're Shepard, you see the schedule, you see the final game of the year, and – for those players that were on that team in 2019, you're, they were probably like inching to play Slippery Rock because Slippery Rock kicked them out of the playoffs in 2019. So not being able to play Slippery Rock in the final game of the season probably you know hurts them a little bit because they want to beat them. They want to get that taste out of their mouth before the playoffs. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe they'll match up in the playoffs and get that chance to do that. But, you know, it obviously um, starts for Slippery Rock on Saturday – They'll try to take care of business against Kutztown, who, again, is a team that if you allow them to play their style, they're very dangerous. 
even if you look at some of their games and you're, you may not be impressed, you know, they're a tough football team. So, you know, those three teams in the PSAC and then Cal U as well, even though we haven't seen them yet or know a ton about them, uh, they'll be a contender. And, you know, IUP was a solid team this year as well. So there's a lot of good teams in this conference. And, uh, you know, Shepard's been challenged by two of those teams. Will it be enough, though, come playoff time? Because I, I wonder if they'll get a little bit complacent could be an issue because they really haven't had a big-time opponent in a while. Yeah. Westchester was a good team but not a great team. And that was a close football game. So, you know, come playoff time, it will be interesting to see – this Shepherd team. I, I really think their offense, though, is good enough that on any given Saturday they can find a way to win, even if it turns into like a ridiculous scoring contest because not a whole lot of teams have slowed them down. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, not a lot of teams slowed them down. And I'm just now going through the uh, stats category on D2Football.com, and it's definitely, definitely a Shepherd laden stats area leading everything off as you know passing yards uh tyson pageant <laughs> leads the way with 3467 yards uh he's got 118 more yards than the next closest guy so yeah i mean <laughs> they're just they're leading the pack in a lot of stuff this season and it just that's kind of what shepherd does they're just they're le- they really lead the you know, one of the top teams, respectively, I feel like in Division Two conference or Division Two at all. You know, over the last five or six years, just very consistently good. Yeah, and anytime you have, you know, a quarterback like that that's been around for a while now, that's going to put you in a good position. And you know, the, the, I really think that their running game picking up over the past few weeks is going to help them a lot come playoff time because now they have a balanced attack. And we saw on Saturday when that game was closed. It was when they didn't really establish the run. So once they kind of let Hebron and Brown get going, then it really allowed uh, Bajan to sit back there and just torch the defense. So having that dynamic now with the offense, and again, the defense building confidence, right? Yeah. Even if it's not against you know top-tier teams, if the defense has now that confidence that, hey, we can shut teams down, this Shepard team will be very good because they do have pieces on defense. I mean, their front seven – I would say is, you know, pretty tough. They've had some issues in the secondary, but even their safeties are really good. Fox and Ponce de Leon are two tough, hard-nosed safeties. So, you know, if they can just play a little bit more consistency in the passing defense, um, you know, they'll be a uh, a force to be reckoned with. Obviously, have a chance of the one seed for a reason. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'm just looking at team offense. You know, we talked about them being number one in Division Two. 662 plays, 5,337 yards, 8.6 yards a play, or 8.06 yards a play, which, from what I can see, leads all of Division Two in yards a play. Total touchdowns with 65 leads Division Two. Uh, yards per game, 533.7 leads the way. 505 is the next closest. Two teams with 505, Henderson State and Ferris State. Um, just amazing numbers being putting up put, put up by that offense and really by Tyson Bajan. Yeah, I mean, he leads the way, and then they have great weapons. I mean, they have four wide receivers that would start for most teams in the country, and all four of them have been effective at different times throughout the year. Um, you know, their tight ends are solid. 
Their offensive line is experienced. I think the experience of this team is also going to really help them come playoff time because they have so many grad students. They have so many seniors on this roster that have just, you know, love football because not a whole lot of guys would come back or you would think for another year of division two football when they can go and start their professional lives. But these guys all came back because they want to play and they want to try to win a national championship, which is pretty cool. And they certainly, uh, you know, put it together most weeks. They definitely. And, um, you know, you look at the defense, they're ranked 33rd overall in defense, which isn't bad at all especially when you have the number one offense 33rd out of 50 is the top 50 so like that's not horrible and it goes i mean i don't know how many total division there's 163 division two football programs so all right. 33rd out of 162 or whatever number i just said 163 is not bad at all yeah when no. your offense puts up the numbers that they put up the only thing i'm ever worried about is what if that offense just can't put up those numbers against you know like a team in the top 15 i mean slippery rock is number 10 cal u is number nine cuts down to number eight that's just in your conference yeah and i mean even in the Cutstown game they scored 29 points so like they had a chance to win they gave up a special teams touchdown so you take that away you know they're right there yeah. um you know but that that happens so it is what it is and uh you know i i don't think a whole lot of teams can stop Shepard offensively because you just look at the talent it, it's so much so even if you have a great defense it's it's going to be very challenging to slow this offense down but you're right if a team could find a way to do that but even like the millersville game now obviously millersville doesn't have a very good offense but they had forced you know bajan to throw three picks but they couldn't do anything offensively. So the defense stepped up that week. So, and they still put up 38, um, as amazing as that sounds. So, you know, this is a, this is a good shepherd team. They'll definitely have a good chance of potentially bringing home the national championship. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I just crazy going through all these numbers and and seeing where everybody ranks on all this stuff, but yeah, it should be a great playoff season coming up. They got to get through Clarion this week. Um, but obviously, you mentioned Clarion zero and nine on the season, and uh, I it just is there was there not another game they could have replaced Slippery Rock with? I think it's just how it worked out. Was Slippery Rock was playing? supposed to play Clarion? Okay, or maybe Slippery Rock was supposed to play Clarion. Yeah, no, I think it was Kutztown was supposed to play Clarion, so they just flipped opponents. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It just seems like a, a little like an egg for you. You just throw up the It is a little bit underwhelming, I think. Yes. Because you had the excitement of playing a team like Slippery Rock, and now you don't get to play them. You get to play a winless Clarion team. But that's just how it worked out. Because I feel like they haven't had a good test since October 23rd against Westchester. Yeah. And, And that was a good test for them. But that would be my concern is this team really hasn't been challenged in a while so could they get complacent? Could they, you know, slip up in the first round if they run into a pretty good team? Yeah, would would definitely be something to be worried about. But I think again, you know, this is a chance to go out on a good note for your seniors, which is you know a nice thing for them. And I think Coach McCook will have that team ready to play. And I think these guys have kind of been in that mode for a while, like 
hey, once we get to the playoffs, you know, that we got to take it up another notch, even yeah, though definitely. they've already been playing really good football. But they kind of knew, like, they looked at their schedule and they knew, I mean, we can win all these games, yeah. even if we don't play our best football. And they've played really good football. So I think they'll be ready to play come playoff time. It's just crazy to look back at their schedules and look at the scores. I mean, when they played that Ohio-Dominican game, five-point win, 35-30. to 30. That was a challenging game to open the season. And then a 56-26 win at Gannon. Not a challenge at all. Cake game uh, at IUP. That was a challenging-ish game, 37-21. And the Cutstown game, obviously losing 37-29. Shippensburg, 59-27, lopsided win. Lockhaven, 75-21, lopsided win. Millersville, 38-13, finally was able to pull away in the latter half of that game, in that you know rain-soaked game. A uh, little challenging the first half because of the conditions, but Millersville didn't really challenge them much. And then Westchester being a challenge, 42-38 win, but then in the last two games, 62-18, 55-7. And, you know, that could be 75. They could put up 75 points this week. Yeah, Slippery Rock beat Clarion 75 nothing. So. Yeah, so, I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy thinking of the potential possibility that could be there. Yeah, it, it could definitely get ugly this week, but you don't want to go in with that mentality. No, I think not at all. There's a lot of good things that Shepard can get out of this game, even if it ends up being a blowout. One, they can clean up any of their mistakes. Two, they can kind of try some things out uh, before the playoffs to see how maybe it works against another opponent. And for Clarion, you know, they can play spoiler a little bit. So the, there is some intrigue going into Saturday. And, of course, senior day for a lot of the Rams as well. We talked about it. You know, this is a veteran squad, so a lot of good players playing their last home regular season game at Shepard. Yeah, definitely. That game again versus Clarion, 12 p.m., 11.30 pregame TV 10, WRNR TV on YouTube with Nick and Travis on the call. So we'll hit the next break. This segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store anymore, cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, family-owned and operated, located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. You can go to Orsini's.com for more when we come back. We'll, uh, we'll talk a little NFL, take a look at that Steelers win, and uh, another uh, another kicker out in Washington. Didn't last very long. He blew it. That's next on the Sports Mix. This is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces. Not just Traeger, we carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. When you're looking for the perfect gift, look no further than L.A. Roberts Jewelers at 146 North Queen Street in downtown Martinsburg. Choose from a huge selection of unique items from the finest diamonds that make your eyes sparkle to exquisite timepieces, figurines, and collectibles. Buying from L.A. Roberts Jewelers means that you've made the decision to do business with people who've excelled in the industry for more than 100 years. They'll be here tomorrow when you need them, and if you need your jewelry or your watch repaired, they'll do that too. L.A. Roberts in downtown Martinsburg. Old World Jewelers for a new age. 
WVU Medicine is now offering a new robotic-assisted platform for minimally invasive biopsy in the lung. The ION system by Intuitive allows pulmonologists to diagnose lung cancers earlier and less invasively than ever before. With the ION system, tissue samples can be obtained from hard-to-reach areas of the lung, resulting in earlier diagnosis of smaller nodules and better outcomes for patients. WVU Medicine, the future of surgery is here. Burke Schultz, Harmon, and Jenkinson, where accident, injury, and disability lawyers with over 120 years combined local trial experience. When injury or illness has stopped you from working, you may be eligible for Social Security disability. Ron Harmon has been winning disability claims for over a quarter of a century. Don't hire some out-of-state firm. Ron Harmon's in Martinsburg. He will meet with you right here in our office. Get a local lawyer you can trust. Call 304-LAWYERS for a free consultation. 304-LAWYERS or 304-263-0900. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix for your Tuesday, November 9th. Spencer Fui, Nick Verzellini here. Happy to have you with us as we'll talk some NFL as more news comes out of Washington. Uh, second kicker change in, what, four or five weeks now as they have cut Chris Blewett as the experiment failed. And he blew it multiple times during games. Uh, as they've signed kicker Joey Sly, who I'm presuming played last on the 49ers. He did. This is his third team of the season, but he really hasn't been bad. He's 11-13 kicking this year. Oh, that's like Dustin Hopkins. <laughs> I mean, 11-13 is pretty good. Yeah. And for his career, he's an 80% kicker. So, I mean, this is a good pickup for Washington. You actually got a legitimate guy that can make a field goal. I think this will be, you know, maybe not a top-level kicker, but he's decent, and he'll he'll get the job done for you. Yeah, definitely. And I just uh, was looking up Dustin Hopkins to see his numbers, but I saw this funny tweet by uh, Al Galdi, who's a uh, co-host of podcast in D.C. and is on some D.C. sports stations and stuff like that. He tweeted... Chris Blewett is being replaced by Joey Sly, who in Carolina replaced Graham Gano, who in Washington was replaced by Gil- Billy Cundiff, and then Kai Forbath, who was replaced by Dustin Hopkins, who was then replaced by Chris Blewett. So <laughs> the whole trail of things leads, somehow it leads back to it all. Like it just isn't a whole, comes full circle with the, <laughs> with the signing and, uh, Joey Sly out of Virginia Tech. I believe he was an undrafted guy, but um, you know, you mentioned with what he's done so far, I think hey, that's a lot better than Blewett. Yeah, I mean, obviously the football team is a two and six football team, so it doesn't really matter. 
but no. <laughs> but long term, Joey Sly could be an answer there for you. I think he's he's a decent kicker. He doesn't have the best long range game, uh, but you know he'll he'll get it done uh, within twenty to forty yards. He's pretty accurate, um, and then from fifty plus, he's average. So. Uh, you know, he'll definitely be solid for Washington. I think that's a good pickup. I'm kind of surprised that he was just sitting out there and now on his third team this season. I'm guessing he's kind of been an injury filling guy. Yeah, uh, so here's year. what I'm seeing. Ben Standing tweeted some Joey Sly notes. Made kicks from 50-plus in each of his last two games for the 49ers, week 7 and 8. He was released after injured starter Robbie Gould came back. Right. So, and he was in Houston to begin the year, so I'm guessing yeah. they replaced him with somebody. But I don't know who it would be. Um, and apparently, he was 12 for 12 in his workout with Washington yesterday. So there you go. That's some good numbers when you can't even look. When it's hard to find a kicker <laughs> yeah. on free agency, especially at this point in the season, to find a guy like Joey Sly, that's not a bad guy to get. No, not at all. And you know. Who did he replace in Houston? Let's look it up. Or who replaced him? Or, really uh, yes, question. Houston Texans. Joey Sly. Here we go. Let's see. Uh, I'm not even going to attempt. Kayami Fairburn. Oh, okay. So he was hurt because he was their kicker before. Yes, he came back. So they... Uh, they had to wave him, obviously. Hey, Joey Sly has been the injury kicker, and now he's actually got a job where... But the whole thing that the comes there. comes back to me here is that um, Ron Rivera has said multiple times, well, there's no better options out there. So I guess he was just waiting for somebody to cut Joey Sly. I mean, they have that they have that connection there. Yeah. In Carolina, obviously. So Well, when did the 49ers cut him is the question? Must have been this week, I would think, or maybe next or last week. Let's see. Seven days ago. So I'm assuming they just said, you know, we'll just, you know, think about it over the bye week. If they want to bring in another guy. Yeah, and they probably worked out multiple guys, I would think, and then yeah. ultimately went with Joey. But I think having Joey Sly could be an asset to this Washington team if he can be as good as his numbers so far say. And his career numbers, um, 65 of 81, though. 25 of 32 in 2019, 29 of 36 in 2020, 4 of 5 last year in three games, and 7 of 8 this year in three games. So... I mean, he's a career 80% kicker. Yeah. And, and like it, I said, his 78.1% was his first season. His career or his career long was 56. Yeah. Um, 12 of 20 from 50 plus. So that's kind of average. I feel like, you know, he's not an elite kicker like Tucker, but who is? Yeah. Um, and then again, like inside of 40, he's pretty much going to make it, which if you can get a guy that does that in today's NFL, you'll take it. And I think this is a solid pickup for them. Yep, definitely. And uh transition now to the Steelers. They got a twenty nine to twenty seven win last night over the Bears. Bears unable to, to uh you know make that comeback come together because they were down what was it, seven fourteen? Twenty to six after three quarters. Yeah, and Pittsburgh kinda of fell apart for a little bit there, uh toward the end of that ball game, but got some help with a penalty as well. Uh there was a taunting call 
on the Bears linebacker after sacking Ben Roffensberger, which was a very costly call. And all he yeah, really definitely. did was look at the sideline. I believe he played for the Steelers. So it was like they flagged him for it, cost him 15 yards. Pittsburgh ends up getting the uh, the field goal to, I believe, make it a three-point lead at that point, or six-point yeah. lead at that point. Sorry, 26-20. And then Chicago took the lead, but then Steelers come back and make that field goal there at the end by Boswell. Um, and the Bears had a chance with a 65-yarder from Santos, but that was well short. Uh, pretty good game, though. But, yeah, uh, I don't know about that call there at the end. I'm not a big fan of the taunting. It seems like they're being oversensitive with it this year. Yeah, we, you talked about Santos missing that kick, but then Boswell made this kick. Boswell to kick on the way. Curving good from 40 yards out. And the Pittsburgh Steelers take a 29-27 lead with 26 seconds to play in the fourth quarter at Heinz Field. And that clinched the win for them right there. Um, you know, Steelers moving back in the right direction. Yeah, they're five and three. They're right behind the Ravens at six and two in the most competitive division in the NFL. How did I know you were going to say that? I mean, because it is the 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 worst <laughs> team is five and four. Yeah, that is true. Now there's been some interesting results this season in the AFC North. Obviously, the Jets beating up on the Ravens, forty-one to seventeen. Then the next week, losing to the Jets, but it has been a uh, a good division this year. Speaking of that division, just reading, um, Browns running backs Nick Chubb and Demetric Felton have tested positive for COVID nineteen. Both players are vaccinated though, so they just have to have two negative tests to be able to play this week. Well, I'm going against Nick Chubb in fantasy, so if he wants to just take the week off, <laughs> you know, I'm good with that. <laughs> oh, I'm not doing too good in fantasy. I Maybe we'll talk about trip. that uh, tomorrow or Thursday. Now. We might talk about that tomorrow or Thursday, but we've reached the final break of the day. This segment sponsored in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com. We come back. We'll talk a little uh, college basketball. Season begins tonight, and uh, we'll wrap things up next on the Sports Mix. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords. Financing from 0%. Parsons' goal of financing for all. And Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. Are you looking for a full-service web design company right here in the Eastern Panhandle? Then look no further than Pro Design LLC, specializing in web design and development, web hosting, and application development. Pro Design is a locally owned company serving local clients since 1997 with a reputation of quality, creativity, and personal touch. Let Pro Design build or redesign your dream website. Find them online at professionaldesign.com or phone 304-676-9940. 
Hi, Cresha Hornby here. Larry DeMarco, broker of Modern Realty Results, believes he has some of the best real estate agents in the Eastern Panhandle. Agents at Modern Realty Results have years of experience and knowledge of the local real estate market. Agents within the office work as a team to provide quality customer service. We strive to always ensure client satisfaction through handling every transaction with honesty and integrity, all while offering competitive rates. Modern Realty Results is better known and managed. Please call us at 262-4222, modernrealtyresults.com. Is everywhere. I'm in new bangs, and you can't stop staring at me. That's it. Just tilt the rearview mirror over here. And while you're checking me out more times in a library book, your car is wandering into that lane over there. More bangs? <laughs> Neat. And if you've got cut rate insurance, you could be paying for this yourself. So get Allstate. Call Martinsburg Allstate agent Gary Kelly today at 304-263-4596. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports Mix. Sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. Call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue in Martinsburg. And as I talked about before we went to break, college basketball tips off tonight. A big schedule throughout all of college basketball. I don't know how many total games are going on, but a lot of games. Like, I'm on ESPN and like, I'm literally scrolling down for like five seconds. There you go. So Division One schedule tips off tonight. Uh, just look over the rankings a little bit going into the season. Gonzaga at number one, UCLA at number two, Kansas at number three, Villanova four, Texas five, Michigan six, Purdue seven, Baylor eight, Duke nine, and Kentucky ten. Duke, uh, the last year for Coach K. It is, yeah. And that begins tonight against uh, Kentucky. That'll be a good matchup. And the other game being Kansas-Michigan State. And, of course, the Mountaineers tip off tonight as well uh, against Oakland. Yeah, they'll play Oakland. I believe it's a 7 p.m. contest. We'll have the broadcast right here. Uh, If you're listening, so it'll be at 6 p.m., but if you're listening at the 5 o'clock hour during the replay, it'll be coming up next. Right after us, in <laughs> about six minutes, if you're listening at 5.54. And it's a new look uh, team for the Mountaineers this year, having to replace four out of five starters. Um, but they did do some work in the transfer portal. And ironically, I think that they went after Conference USA guys, <laughs> but they won't play Marshall. Hey. They got Malik Curry hey. and Diamond Creighton. You want to tell Bob Huggins that? I mean, if he wants to call into the show right now, we can talk about it. I'm just saying... <laughs> Play the herd, man. The herd would probably lose pretty bad this year because I don't think they're going to be very good. They're too young. Well, yeah, and they have one consistent player on the roster in Tavion Kinsey, but he's potentially a first-round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, looking at the looking at this WV roster, I mean, you got a lot of guys coming in, whether they're JUCO transfers or transfers from other Division One universities. Uh, Colin College transfer in his fifth year, Tosh Sherman. Uh, he had a good game for them in their uh, scrimmage. Yeah, and then uh, you know a lot of a lot of players 
on this roster, not necessarily from the Mountain State, but went to prep school in the Mountain State. A Huntington prep guy, Sene Ndiaye, I don't know, and apostrophe D-I-A-Y-E. I don't want to say that. James Okonokowo, a Beckley prep guy. Um, Bridges is a prep kid as well. Yeah, you got uh, you got Bridges, prep. and then you got uh, Isaiah Cortell out of uh, Huntington prep as well. Went to Bishop Gorman High School as well. Uh, but then you talk about that guy transferring in. I believe it's Diamond Creighton. Do you mean Kerrigan? Like Kerrigan, that's what it is. Yeah. Florida International transfer. And, um, of course, Malik Curry as well, Old Dominion transfer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they got two guys on there. He can light it up. So, you know, he might help the Mountaineers this year. He can score. I don't know how good he'll be for their defense. And, of course, Coach Huggins, you know, he preaches defense. So, yeah. I don't know how he'll fit in on that side of the ball. Press Virginia, but, right? Yeah, Press Virginia. But, um, you know, he can he can shoot it and he can he can score. Uh, he can get to the rim as well. So he's a solid player. Um, you know, obviously they're, they're replacing a lot. McNeil, though, probably their their big guy coming back, good shooter on the outside. Um, we'll see how they fit in the Big Twelve. I thought last year was they had a chance to make a deeper run. They didn't, um, but I thought I thought they would have. So it's a lot to replace this year, and we'll see. Uh, you know, obviously they're one of the better coaches. In the history of college basketball, uh, over 900 wins for Coach Huggins now. So, um, you know, he'll continue to build that team, and, and they should be, you know, at least the middle of the pack, if not better, team in the Big 12. Yeah, definitely. And I'm trying to f- figure out where uh, they were picked in the Big 12 preseason poll. Let me look. They were picked to finish tied for fifth with Oklahoma State. So. Not the best, but they could still, uh, you know, make a run late in the season because you got Kansas picked first, Texas picked second, Baylor third, Texas Tech fourth, Oklahoma State and WVU fifth, Oklahoma seventh, and TCU eighth, Kansas State ninth, and Iowa State tenth. So middle of the pack there, prediction for the Mountaineers. I think they could move up, though, because there's a lot of teams above them that you list off that I think – also have question marks so it just depends on how they they uh, gel as a team and uh you know th- they're if they are able to play their style of basketball they, they could be a contender obviously though i mean kansas has dominated that conference for a long time and it'll be tough to compete with them but you know the big 12 is always a good basketball conference so it should be exciting uh we should probably get tony creedy on the show again uh, yeah. at least come conference play obviously right now he's Probably more focused on football. I don't know if he's calling the game tonight or what the situation is there. But Yeah, I don't know as well. Uh, but, yeah, it would be a good guy to get on as they get deeper into the season. While we have about a minute left, uh, talking a little Marshall, we talked about them a little bit a couple minutes ago. They uh, won both their exhibitions. They only play, like, small schools for their exhibitions, so they don't really play much of anybody – uh, but they will tip off Friday night versus Wright State in Huntington. And uh, they start the season with five straight home games before they hit the road to take on Indiana. Uh, but they are predicted to finish fourth in the Conference USA preseason poll. And, you know, obviously you talk about a lot of question marks there. Uh, but a lot of it's going to be how can Andrew Taylor 
move his game up to the next level, you know, taking place with the, the losses of Jansen Williams and Jared West. Yeah, definitely. He showed some flashes last year. The women tip off for the herd tonight. Maybe they'll finally air your special, Spencer. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I'm not worried about that anymore. But, yeah, Marshall got a lot of freshman guys, but, uh, you know, some Mountain State guys returning like David Early and OB, well, OB Anna Chili Killen. I don't know if I said that Obina right. Obina Anna Chili Killen. Uh, but, yeah, that does it for today's edition of the Sports Mix. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow.